Each and every week we gather to bask in its glow. Information, picture, and sound beamed through the night skies. Destination, our living rooms. As the screen sparks to life, the outside world dims, transporting us for 60 minutes into parallel dimensions. This is the modern campfire, where legends are born and sagas unfold. Where some find only entertainment, we find religion. And now you've found us. And so we invite you too to join us as part of the Cult of the Cathode Ray. Welcome back to Cult of the Cathode Ray. Tonight we are continuing our coverage of The Walking Dead with Season 1, Episode 5, Wildfire. I'm Zachary Edgerton, and as always, I am joined by my favorite co-host in the world, Renee. Who are you and how are you doing? Oh, I am very well, thank you. I'm Renee Sinalbin, and uh, hey, samesies. Nice. <laughs> how are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty well, and uh, we'll see We'll see how the how the folks back at the quarry are doing in this episode, because some shit went down in the previous episode, so we're going to find out how they're recovering from that. Yeah. So let's dive right in with some episode stats. So Wildfire first aired November 28th, 2010, to uh, about 5.56 million viewers, which I believe at the time was actually a series high. So I guess some folks got word that shit was going down and they decided they had to check it out. So this episode was directed by Ernest R. Dickerson. And as a kind of an aside, Ernest R. Dickerson, a bit of a legend. So Mm. he actually has a pretty long history uh, with horror TV and movies. So he actually, he directed Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, and Bones. He also directed Surviving the Game with Ice-T and Gary Busey, which if you haven't seen <gasps> it. Exactly. If you haven't seen that one, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's basically, it's basically like a, an updated, well, it was contemporary. It's, it was, came out in the early 90s. I think it was 94. But it's basically a retelling of The Most Dangerous Game with Ice-T as The Most Dangerous Game. So, <sighs> yeah, it's great. And I believe Gary Busey is hiding him. So, wow, quality stuff, a, a film that we'll have to talk about in depth at some point, because I spent a long time since I watched it, but I remember it being pretty crazy. Thousand so, percent on yeah, the list. it's on the list. It's on the it's on the BC list. So mm-hmm. Dickerson, uh, he also he's directed a ton of TV stuff. He directed he's directed episodes of The Wire, Treme, Dexter, and uh, he also directed uh, an episode of Under the Dome, which is, of course, based on the novel by Stephen King. Got to got to make a Stephen King reference every single time. Because awesome. so many people who are involved in the show are kind of tangential to Stephen King. So anyways, uh, Dickerson, I also wanted to point out that he actually started his career as a cinematographer. So he actually shot The Brother from Another Planet, She's Got a Habit, and School Days pretty early on in his career. And I actually didn't know this until I went and looked him up. But he also shot the first few episodes of Law and Order. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like kind the original, a, original one? The original, like the first, I think the first wow. five or six episodes ever. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was very impressive. So obviously this guy has like a very long career in film. And I also wanted to call out if you're interested in his work and if you like this episode, then you can actually see some interviews with him. There's a really, really great documentary on Shudder called Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. And it's got interviews with him talking about Bones and Demon Knight, a bunch of other stuff, and also a bunch of other filmmakers. So anyways, I just I I actually did not uh, remember that he had directed this until we went back and uh, started doing this podcast. And I just remember him from that uh, that documentary. So 
He's got Ugh. lots of lots of cool stories. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's the director. So obviously this one was in very good hands. And then this one was written by Glenn Mazzara, who had been he had previously written episodes of The Shield, and he was also the the co executive producer on Life, which is a show that I don't think anyone but me ever watched. Yeah, great great show. Damien Lewis. The first time I ever saw Damien Lewis thing, who's uh, amazing, and uh, yeah. It's, fun show i don't know if it's actually streaming anywhere but you should go watch it if uh if if it is and uh also glenn mazara in, in a project that we've actually mentioned multiple times because a couple people involved in the walking dead were involved with it but he also wrote the unaired dark tower pilot so oh, another yes. yeah another stephen king connection there so that's that's the creative talent behind this one so a pretty pretty good creative team as almost every episode of this series of this season has had so Let's get into the plot synopsis. What is this episode about? Well, according to AMC.com, this episode is about Rick leads the group to the CDC after the attack. Jim must make a terrible life and death decision. Which I actually don't know. He doesn't really seem to make a life and death decision. He actually seems to make a death decision, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll very get to true. that. Very true. As, Not a whole lot of deciding really. Yeah. Happened. Yeah, exactly. Sure, I guess. Yeah. As always, I will point out at the top of the show, if you, for some reason you haven't listened to the show before and you're just starting here, we are kind of a spoiler free show. We'll talk about previous episodes that we won't talk about episodes moving forward. or We'll try not to, we might infer maybe we've watched ahead a little bit, but if you're, for some reason you're just watching the show for the first time and you're listening to a podcast or, you know, you're rewatching it, we'll try not to spoil stuff. So just keep that in mind. So do we want to move on to our next section, which is episode firsts? And this is just where we talk about things that happen for the first time on an episode. And, you know, it's just kind of fun to keep track, especially when you're binging something and everything kind of runs together. Mm. But, you know, when people first show up, when this stuff first happened. So I think the only one I have for this one is it's the first appearance of Noah Emmerich as Edwin Jenner. Renee, do you have anything else? Forgive me, because I did not look this up at all. It, was he the doctor, the scientist at the end? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's the guy he's, at CDC. Yes, and he's one, and this is exactly, and I'm so sorry, uh, Noah, I because it's one of those guys that you see him and you're like, oh, I know that guy. He's in, like, everything. Yeah, I thought he was really great. I thought he was, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, a little bit believable. I suppose maybe, maybe scientists are a little bit more stale. I don't know. But, you know, I thought he was a perfectly reasonable uh, character. I thought it was really interesting the way they just kind of cut to him in the middle of the show. <laughs> Not really what you'd expect to happen. Um, but yeah, I, th I, I like him a lot. I thought he was great. Yeah, I really like that. We'll probably talk a little bit when we get to the living. We'll probably talk to touch on him just a little bit. I Yeah, he's one of those people I recognize. Actually, I recognize him. I've been recognizing him since the late 90s because he is in one of my favorite movies from the late 90s. He played Marlon in The Truman Show, like oh. Truman's Truman's friend. Yes, yes, yeah. his like best friend, right? Yes, yes. Yes. And that's the first time I ever saw him, and ever since, every time I see him, I recognize him from that. Speaking of TV, he also plays Stan Beeman on The Americans, which is a great show. Oh, and okay. Yeah, he's, he's really good at playing like kind of officials and who are kind of maybe a little bit dry and humorless, but on that show, he yeah. plays an FBI agent, so... I could totally see him doing that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So anyway, uh, I, I think that's the first, That's or excuse me, I think that's the only episode first that I have for, for this mm. one. Did you have anything? No, I don't think that I do, honestly. 
All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think we've been introduced to pretty much all of our, our main characters at this mm-hmm. point. So I, I did want, actually want to move on to a new segment, which I guess we could have done last time, but I didn't actually think about it. But for this episode, I was thinking we could start doing episode lasts, mm. which is kind of hard because sometimes, so here's my criteria. Sometimes I know that characters will kind of disappear and show back up later, um. but I think it's safe to say anyone who dies on screen is probably not going to show back up. So that's kind of my criteria here. Valid. Yeah. And actually, actually, the, the one that I had is he actually doesn't die on screen, but I think we can pretty much agree that he's a goner because he got bit by a zombie and left in the woods to die. <laughs> and that, that is the last appearance of Andrew Rothenberg as oh, Jim, who has oh, some pre- pretty shitty luck the last few episodes. He really has. I do have to tell you, though, when they were like kind of realized he got bit and they're like, show me the bite. And it was like the cutest little like perfect bite. Like uh-huh. like they just like took a little like a maybe a little aggressive like love bite and like uh and just and that was it. Like <laughs> it's just oh it was just this one little it bitty like perfect little man <laughs> anyway it kind of tickled me. It Even was very it was neat. A little sad. It was, yeah. It was a very neat bite. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I feel bad for the gym though. Last episode he got beaten up and tied to a tree. And this episode we find out that he got bitten and he is obviously gonna gonna turn into a zombie eventually. So yeah. yeah, but uh we can talk about him a little more as we move on to our next section, because I don't think there are any other episode lasts. Obviously. Um... Well uh well I guess I guess uh technically Amy Amy died last episode. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, I think, I'm thinking oh, of uh, Morales potentially, but do they do they show up? Uh, well, he doesn't die on screen. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I just oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, oh, in yeah. my and mind, it's like we just don't see him anymore. Or I should, I guess, I should say, yeah. I guess. Well, actually, I think I I actually wrote these wrong. I think I think originally the sections were called the the original section was series first, so this is really series last. And I don't know oh, if no. since Morales doesn't die on screen. It's true. Who knows? And the same thing, like Merle, you know, he he is uh as far as we true. know, he's still alive. So who yeah, knows? the only person that can kill Merle is Merle. Exactly. As as uh, as Daryl said in the last episode. Very true. So he's probably trucking just trucking right along. He's probably tr- yeah, well he's he is trucking right along because he stole their truck. Ah! <laughs> 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 something something I totally forgot to mention in the last episode, but I love the fact that he got he got off that rooftop. Yes. He had the massive city of downtown Atlanta, and somehow he found their truck. And yes, stole it. amazing. So, oh, yeah. Merle. I guess uh, Merle Merle's got a nose for working vehicles or something. So that's great. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was probably all of our lasts. Yeah, great. Well, let's move on to our our next section that we're moving right along here. But this is the section that actually takes up most of the show mm-hmm. because we are going to talk about the living in our next section. Mm-hmm. And obviously we had a lot of people have uh, a lot of stuff went down. A lot of people had some uh, emotional moments in the last episode. And now we're seeing some of the fallout from that. So yeah. I don't know. Who do you want to start with? Well, my first note, although it's probably one that we probably have the most to talk about. Well, not necessarily the most. But one of the first Carl. things that happened is uh, friggin' Andrea. You know, she's just doing her thing with Amy, and everybody knows it's just a matter of time. 
until Amy turns and everyone's very concerned. For some reason, they're they're kind of treating Andrea like she doesn't know what's going on, even though she's kind of been in this game just as long as everyone yeah. else. Freaking Rick. It's like, <laughs> I'll I'll let her know what's up. I'll mansplain this to her. Yeah. Um, oh God. And of course, once again, old Lori, I mean old Andrea whips her gun out and you know cocks it on him and this time she says i i know how the safety works or some line yeah. like that so my takeaway is never tell anybody to take their safety off <laughs> never if teach anyone how to use a gun yeah if they have their safety off just leave it or if they have it on just leave it alone when they go to fire the gun and it doesn't go off they'll realize then they'll turn it off it'll be fine yeah Hopefully they can do that reaction within just a few seconds <laughs> or tenths of a second. But yeah, so that was that that was like, come on, Andrea, get it together. I mean, I get it, but still get it together, Andrea. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Well, she, I mean, she is in shock, I guess. And mm. I actually do kind of like that dynamic, though, because I, I do kind of like the fact that, like, everyone is kind of trying to figure out what to do about her. Mm -hmm. But um, I did I did actually have a note about the Rick the Rick moment, though because i thought it was pretty funny i i, I wrote uh, actually seems uh, regarding andrea i wrote actually seems like she could pop a cap at the beginning and rick seems to know it probably the first time in the series he hasn't tried to earn a merit badge by reasoning with someone because he, he, told he does down. just like back off immediately he so. did that was pretty great yeah that's true yeah. he really back off <laughs> i did i did like i again like i'm warming up to this character a little bit i'm i'm maybe it's just mm -hmm. a sympathy but i'm warming up to andrea and I think that Laurie Holden, like, she's finally kind of found the character. And I, I think that she, yeah, her performance in this, in this is really good. And I think she really sells the fact that, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she doesn't want to shoot Rick. But uh, if, if, uh, if he doesn't back off, he, uh, he's going to get one in the head before Amy does. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, look out, Deputy Do Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much my only note about Andrea. Um, I mean, there was other stuff, you know, that goes on, but that was that was kind of my first instinct was like, Jesus, lady. Oh, uh, yeah. you know. I, mean, I, I will say that I think this is the first time we've seen a character have to put down a loved one too. So, yeah. and I don't think we've even heard like so. Obviously, the last episode, Jim has like some survivor guilt about his family getting killed by zombies or mm -hmm. excuse me killed by walkers mm, mm. but this is really the first time we've seen that like kind of i, I don't want to say cliched but it's, it's, it's always kind of like a, a cornerstone of any zombie movie or you know tv show or, or whatever at some point someone gets turned into a zombie and someone who loves them has, has to put them down and you yeah. know it's always it's a very emotional so yeah you know, I think, you know, we saw what Morgan was struggling with that in the. Oh, well, that's true. Episode, yeah, right? that's very true. Yeah. yeah. And, but he uh, doesn't. I don't think he does. He it. Does never he? did. He never did. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah, he certainly had that battle for sure. Yeah, that's a rough one. You know, it kind of, you know, in, in the same context where it happened with, you know, we'll eventually talk about it with Carol. Yeah. <laughs> the way she kind of says like, well, it's mine. I'll take it out back. You know? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, it's mine. I'll do it. Which I don't know. I mean, I feel like for me, it would be like, I can't do it. You have to do it because I couldn't do it myself. I don't, I don't know. Well, I just, oof. If, if, if we don't have anything else to say about Lori, I mean, do we want to talk about that, other, that scene with Carol? 
Yeah. I, it was interesting, right? Cause she's like, you know, I'll do it. And I'm, I'm sure there was a part of her that was like, please let me do this. But when it just, you know, so she did it and it, it was kind of funny. Cause you know, that the first she's pulling up the little pick and stuff after the first time she, you know, lands it and it's just gross. And yeah. she has oh. that like, bleh, like, Oh, this is just so gross kind of response. And then it's like, you just, Oh, it's like she just keeps going and you just like kind of see like everything in yeah. her. Oh, yeah. It it killed like it, I'm literally like it just gave me goosebumps thinking about it because it was just like and then she just goes and it's like everything like is just kind of pouring out of her. And Daryl is like, oh, fuck. Yeah, um, even Daryl is like, whoa, she's 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 crazy. Yeah. And, and I don't I mean just, that in a bad way, but I mean, no, like, he, right? he knows not, he knows not to intervene. <laughs> Yeah, and I bet, you know, and I think even there was probably a little bit of, like, she's, I don't think he saw, you know, he didn't really see what she had gone through with him, and I think it was, like, maybe some camaraderie in a way, because I think, you know, he went through a lot of the same stuff. I think they might have alluded to that with Merle, you know, about him growing up with that kind of a brother. Maybe we just took the, we just took the jump ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it was kind of just interesting, you know, his response to that. And he just, you know, I think he knew it was like, she needs to do this. And I'm going to let her do it. And she's, she's, you know, if you think about Jim and Shane, it's like, she's going at the, granted, it's a, already a dead body, but you know, she's going at this thing with a pickaxe and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to let her do her thing. Just yeah. let her go. And if she gets out of control, then I'll address it. And call the entire camp around with all the children. But in the meantime, do, yeah. yeah. Meantime, I'm going to let her do this. Yeah. I, I thought that was super uh, cathartic. Yeah. I, I thought it was like, it was interesting because it was a very cathartic moment, but it's also like really sad because Ugh. there's a lot of anger, but it's, it's not just anger. It's also like sadness uh, about, mm. you know, and I don't know, regret. And she kind of has that, she gets that look on her face where she's crying and she's she's relieved and she's sad and she's just kind of overcome with emotion. So I think this is the first time like we've only seen a few snippets of Carol. Like we've only Melissa McBride is very kind of very definitely been a kind of tertiary character. But I think every single time we see her in as this character, uh, you kind of get another really kind of interesting kind of insight into her, I guess, her psyche. But mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's also very interesting. The 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 difference even though i mean he's already dead yeah. <laughs> maybe it actually would have been funnier if he was he's just bitten and alive <laughs> wouldn't that be great i'll tell yeah. put him down oh, like oh well um uh, but yeah it's kind of interesting the the kind of contrast between her doing this and then andrea kind of like laying uh, sitting there with with amy and kind of cradling her and you know not wanting to let her go and wow. trying to hold on as long as possible so Definitely no declarations of love from Carol when she was nope. taking care of that trash can. Actually, I really like trash cans. They serve a purpose. Yeah, they serve a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, useful. Exactly. Don't get a great oh. trash cans. <laughs> love my trash can. Oh, God. Yeah, Carol. I will say, though, um, psychic a psychic moment of my own. I'm really glad that in the future she kind of drops that accent a little bit. She kind of lightens up on it because it was really a little heavy handed. Oh, yeah. It's All the accents in this first season are a little heavy handed. But uh, how about Dale? Dale's, Dale's another one that I probably only have really one comment about. Mm. 
But I like the fact that there are all these people trying to trying to figure out what to do about Andrea and, you know, trying to trying to convince her to put a bullet in in the in Amy's head. And I think I think that's the, you know, the thing that uh, that Daryl's talking about uh, as well. Mm. Right. At the beginning. Yeah. And uh, or, or actually, maybe I'm thinking when he's talking about Jim, but he, he oh, might right, mention right. as well. But regardless, so everyone else is obviously kind of treating her as you know, someone who's who has to be dealt with and Dale comes over and he's not trying to he's not trying to actually like talk her into doing anything before she's ready. He literally says, you know, I'm just here to pay my respects, yeah. which I thought was really, really nice. I mean, he's, you know, again, it's classic Dale moment where Ugh. he's not he's not trying to he's not trying to tell anyone how to live their lives or, you know, end their lives, so to speak. But he's just there to be kind of a someone who is actually very empathetic and you know he's he's there to listen and understand yeah so i appreciated it's so, that so i i totally did too it's very and you know i think we mentioned it earlier it's like such an important role like every they need you always need somebody in the group that can like be like all right everybody chill out for a second but like in a normal like I'm just doing this because it's what's right and it's i need to get everybody you know to feel good and feel better versus rick who's like i'm the hero and you know like mm -hmm. that kind of calming people down and you know like just a hero kind of worship versus like i'm just a guy who's like just a regular good dude um i totally agree it kind of made me think about when they were in the previous episode when they were in the boat talking about their dad and i don't know why maybe it's because he wears that fishing hat but it's like it just kind of made me think about like him being kind of like a a surrogate father in a way to the girls um yeah yeah it was sweet it was a very sweet moment all right so moving on who else who else do you want to talk about oh boy um well you know there is shane shane is always there shane is still shitty um shane is boy. shitty and potentially comes very close to killing rick in this episode or at boy. least he's thinking about it yeah, it's funny, you know, earlier in the episode, I was like, you know, when he's like, you know, if you hadn't gone and done this, you know, kind of essentially kind of blaming Rick for what happened. And uh, I was just like, man, this guy's he's he's starting to be a loose cannon. And then it happened later. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize it was this episode when <laughs> when that happened. Uh, and that's another such an interesting thing about Dale. Right. So, like, he walks up on Shane pointing mm -hmm. his gun at rick and he would he say to him something like my god or just something just a comment that but meanwhile jim is digging holes we better alert the entire camp mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah and dale's dale's look dale's look like he knows he knew he knew and he like shane shane kind of laughs it off and is like oh yeah we should you know wear a reflective vest or whatever but like dale knew like dale's a smart guy like he's like he's a man who's he's definitely seems to have you know studied uh the human condition mm -hmm. be it through i don't know literature or what have you but i think that he he kind of he if anyone else he's probably a put together the situation because I, I don't think anyone i don't think it was a secret even though they were trying to like run off into the woods and hook up they, i doubt that it was a secret that you know shane and laurie were together 
So I feel like Dale's, you know, probably he's a smart guy. He he figures things out. I'm sure he's kind of already figured out that if anyone in the camp would have, it's, it's him. He would have figured out that there's there's maybe a weird dynamic here. Yeah. And then he comes up on Shane and, and he's got his gun trained on, you know, let's put two, to, two and two together here, right? Yeah. In the in the this the just the the shots where he's like holding the gun on Rick and you can't quite tell what's going through his head, obviously. Yeah. But you have to wonder: is he wondering, should I do it, uh-huh. or is he wondering, can I get away with it? Mm-hmm. You know. So, because that's like watching the scene and kind of like putting myself in the situation. I'm like, well, really you could easily i guess say oh i thought it was a walker or whatever or we got separated so yeah. i'm what you know i'm just kind of wondering if shane's thinking the same thing here yeah it's interesting i was totally thinking the same like the latter of like oh, i can't i can't i'll never get away with this or yeah. like she'll something will happen she'll never she'll know or she won't forgive me or something where it boils down to lori in the end like oh this yep. is going to be the way to get lori i got to try something else like, oh, yep. come on, man. Freaking Shane. Didn't take too long for that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's all about Lori in the end. But right. like they're because they're they're having that they're having the, the, the dispute before that about where to go, right? Hmm. But yeah. and obviously, like I don't know, Shane, I don't think Shane ever likes it when anyone questions him. But then he he really gets angry when Rick mentions, you know, I have a family to think about. <laughs> and then you know, oh Shane, goes, Shane pulls the I, I took care of them card. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks a lot for telling my family I was dead <laughs> and then <laughs> taking care of them. Super great. Oh, but I will say, I think it's so I think we kind of can segue maybe into Lori a little bit. I'm yeah. glad that she like turned into a little bit of a person um, and had like a moment. I will say I agreed with her when she was just like, you're both. Like neither one of you are wrong. Like there's, there's yeah. yeah, pros and cons on either side here. Um, but at the end of the day, like when they were talking outside the RV, which what why are he's right there? Would you not be like he's right in there? You know, that like, come on. He's like, I gotta change my habits. And Rick's like, what habits? Like, oh God. But then Lori like kind of bosses up a little bit and stands by her man. And <laughs> she's like, We should do what Rick says. It's like, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't agree with them, but she didn't want to go along with Shane. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's funny too because we've we've kind of talked in the past about how there are often like people who disagree about like what they should do or disagree about like what the next step is, and very often you can kind of see both sides. Mm. But then usually, if Shane's involved in one of those conversations, he's just going to kind of bully you into doing whatever he thinks is right. So, really, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I will say, I thought that um, that she and Rick had a really sweet kind of moment when they were talking about it. And he's like, did I make a mistake? And that's when she was like, well, you know, neither one of you were wrong. And and they just kind of boiled down to like, look, we can't we can't get to a mutual resolution on this, but we still love each other. And like, well, that's nice. (laughs) At least they could see. uh, And I suppose after all that you've been through, if you can't do that, then there's something wrong. Oh, but yeah. I appreciated that she kind of, you know, stood up to old Shane a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think he's, I think, I think I, I, I agree with you though. I think that right now, everything that he's doing kind of boils down to, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's not happy about, uh, losing Lori. So. 
Well, I only have one note on Gwen. Obviously, you know, Gwen's always my favorite. And he's also, you know, he's only really got like one or two scenes here with real lines. But he's he's my favorite because I guess you could see it as kind of silly or too sentimental. But just the fact that he's the one who's saying, like, we can't burn the bodies of the people who died from our camp. We have to bury them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Again, you could argue, hey, that's just a complete waste of time. And I, you know, that's exactly what Daryl argued. But at the same time, it shows this humanity because yeah. I think there is something to be said for like, how do you, you know, how do you treat the, the dead after they're dead? And mm -hmm. yeah. So I kind of like that. Yeah. I think it's true. And I, you know, my God, at this point, like they are not very far into this. And if they start losing their humanity now, like there is no hope. <laughs> and, it, you know, I think a lot of times it really is sometimes the first thing to go um oh yeah yeah i completely agreed i thought that was very sweet and he like really did get you know kind of upset it was oh, just yeah. like oh man um it really was i thought that was it was very sweet and i can totally understand why you know he kind of you know much like daryl he kind of catapulted in a way to this like fan favorite um, just because he, he was just, he was a good character. He seemed kind of, I think, realistic in a way, like his reactions to things seemed very real. Um, he had, a, you know, like a wide range of emotions. He had skills that you wouldn't necessarily think about. It's just, just a really great character. I think that's why I'm kind of gravitating towards him and Dale at this point as some of my kind of favorite characters, because they really do kind of, they seem like people who've maintained their humanity through all this even rick and obviously like shane and some other people like well rick is the archetypical kind of like hero type but he i think i think the thing i still struggle with and probably the reason we don't really talk about him a whole lot as a character is i think i mentioned last episode where like most of what he's doing is trying to move the plot along like mm. a few episodes ago he spent the entire time trying to convince people that he should go back into the city and in this episode he's trying to convince people that they need to go to the cdc and it's all like very like okay let's move like let's move the plot along and there's not necessarily he doesn't really he, he hasn't been given a lot of those like emotional beats yet i think so it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting it's so funny. I was watching, like we mentioned, there's so many spinoffs now for The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. And we were talking just a little bit about uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond, which I think is the, maybe the latest spinoff. Whenever I watch clips on YouTube, everyone in the comments is like, I just watched this clip to hear somebody mention Rick. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah. many comments like that. It's oh, so it's funny. funny. Yeah. And it's... Is it, it's is, it, is, it like, uh, is it like all the Star Wars spinoffs now where it's like, Ooh, there's this whole world we can explore, but everyone's going to mention the same shit from the movies. Yeah, it's yeah. completely it's so funny because, yeah, it was very much like, well, this is what my past was like. And, you know, and everyone in the comments is like, you know, the characters on screen, rather, were always talking about the past. And even they were talking about Rick at points. Um, and they still talk about him in the episode. So people were like, I just was here for the reference of Rick. <laughs> um, it's so funny that he, you know, really is kind of turned into this person and in the beginning he was just kind of i don't want to say he was kind of there but you know he just didn't have these kind of major moments <laughs> until like maybe the very end when he was just like listen you're killing us and it's like oh rick rick's got some emotions like he can emote yeah. but i swear he like lost his accent for a moment <laughs> just <laughs> like what did he just 
he just turned British again. Oh, that's um, funny. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I was like, just for a moment, it could have just been me projecting <laughs> onto him because it was like, what's happening? He's acting. Poor Andrew Lincoln. I'm so sorry. But yeah, it's just so funny. It's like, just weird. Just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but, yeah, I don't no. I don't think I actually have anything to say about Rick. Yeah, I agree. Same. Same with me. Really did that was my only note was just that he had did did a little emoting at the very end. Yeah. Speaking of emoting, <laughs> Jesus. When they left the campsite and they're all like kind of, you know, the caravan is deploying and they play this super sappy like orchestral song. And the song was called Sunshine. And it was actually made for the movie sunshine yeah and i didn't remember the movie immediately but i looked it up and i remember thinking like when the song came on like in that movie it was like very profound and like oh the music fit and it's very profound moment cut to the walking dead and they're just like we're all rolling out of camp you guys and it it just felt like you know when when my family we meet up for thanksgiving and then it's like well we're all leaving now we're all going in our, we're all going in our separate directions on i-40 goodbye mm-hmm. you know it, it's just like they just tried to make it such this monumental moment and it to me i hate when they do stuff like that where they're just like we're gonna take this moment which is fairly mundane but we're gonna put this heavy emotional song over it to kind of make you have some sort of reaction feels very manipulative i don't care for it i don't know <laughs> oh man that's funny because uh so i actually love that piece uh this uh, of actually, course you did well well i love it in the movie so that piece is by john murphy who did the music for sunshine it's well, funny and I because song right yeah, yeah. That, that, it, it is funny though because that 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 piece has been used in about a million things in so fact funny. oddly enough the thing that it always reminds me of because i was working in a theater back when it came out and mm-hmm. i remember seeing the trailers uh, I was working in in, a, in the projection booth of the theater, so I, I would often watch trailers up there. And it was used in the trailer for X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, See, which is actually... Oh, that's just so funny. It, it, that yeah. was the thing, too, right? You hear it, and you're like, why do I know this song? And yeah. right, it's been, oh, been in so many things. It's so funny, though. I didn't realize that it was specifically written for that movie. And then, you know, just ended up getting used for so many other things. But, oh. Yeah. Now, I, I did actually, it's, it's really, really funny that you mentioned that because I was going to mention it because I actually had a leftover note that I forgot and I was going to circle back to. So, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a little digression here from our, our character discussion since you mentioned it. So John Murphy, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, Sunshine was the Danny Boyle film. And that was one of the movies that John Murphy yes. composed the music for him. And... If you know anything about zombie movies, you know that Denny Boyle also directed one of my favorite zombie movies. And yes, it is a zombie movie. And I fight anyone who says otherwise, but he directed 28 Days Later. Oh! And yeah, and the, the note that I had, which uh, is kind of the what, what I'm getting to, is I don't know if you remember at the end of episode three when they find the the severed hand, when they mm-hmm. I think it ends with them, you know, getting up to the, the roof and find, finding Merle's hand. That piece that's playing over that is actually also a piece by John Murphy. The The name of the piece is In the House in a Heartbeat, and that is actually from 28 Days Later. And oh, you're was, kidding. Yeah, no, no. And I, and I, re- I always recognize it. It's funny. I always recognize it because I always think it's, and I swear it's kind of done 
in the style of Godspeed You Black Emperor, which is a band that is uh, one of their pieces is also used in 28 Days Later. And so that's why I always recognize it because I always think, is that God? Oh, no, it's that that piece by John Murphy. So. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a funny and I, I, I had that note for season or for episode three all ready to go. And then I got lost in my document. And uh, so, yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing it back. Welcome. That is I love a uh, fun fact that is very exciting. I love all the connections to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that they just use that music because I'm sure like, you know, someone just really I mean, maybe Frank Darabont really likes John Murphy. But I did think <laughs> it was funny that that was, you know, coincidentally from a uh, a zombie movie. And again. Folks, yeah. it is a zombie movie. Don't argue. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, it. I who? What? I mean, who was arguing that? I mean, it well, is. It, no, they're not undead. They have their super rabies oh. or whatever. But yeah, don't don't worry. Look, we'll we'll do a whole episode about Twenty Eight Days Later at some point, and the entire episode will just be me complaining about those people. But, I was going to say, I always thought they were zombies, but yeah, yeah, yeah Lord no. Jesus, they're yeah, they're, they're mindless, the unvaccinated, mindless killing machines. So same thing. They're, <laughs> they're unvaccinated. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, technically, god. I guess. Oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, before we get any more hate mail, back to our characters. Who else we? Who else do we want to talk about? There's only a few people I have left to touch on very briefly. One more so than the rest. So I'll leave him for the last. My only note about Coral is that Coral is crying again. Oh. He's very sad. Yeah. Poor Coral, that kid. And then sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't normally, I don't normally think about the welfare of children. Surprise. Um, but <laughs> kind of these poor kids like to just have to be crying all the time. Like that just probably is a kind of emotionally draining after a while. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, it would have been really funny if, if <laughs> <laughs> it would be terrible. The scene where the scene where Carol is repeatedly pickaxing Ed's <laughs> corpse in the head, if they just panned over and Sophia had been sitting there watching, <laughs> like <laughs> on her face. <laughs> right. Anyways, oh, uh, that's the only thing that would have been made this episode better. It actually oh, would have, especially sorry. if she like smiled, just a little smile oh, in the corner of her mouth. Boy. Oh. And uh, we did say adios to the Morales family. Yeah. Because they didn't want to go to the CDC. Really yeah, interesting. Family. A family in Birmingham. Birmingham. I don't know why they think they're going to be able to get all the way to <sighs> Birmingham. I think, you know, maybe let's go see what's going on at the CDC. Maybe we can talk them into going to Birmingham with us. It's Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually kind of surprising that Rick has spent so much time telling people the, what, what, what I can't remember the name of the fort that Shane wants to go to, but he's like, it's 100 miles away. And I'm no geographer, but I'm pretty sure if they're right outside of Atlanta, Birmingham is a little more than 100 miles away. So yeah. I'm kind of surprised he didn't. He wasn't like, hey, guys, why don't you come check out the CDC with us? And then maybe we'll go from there. But yeah, he yeah. didn't even try. Right. Didn't even. And he's just like, all right, well, see ya. Bye. Yeah, it's like, very, wait, now what? <laughs> <laughs> very uncharacteristic of Rick to not try to talk someone into something. Totally. Suddenly a very or live and let live kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah very bizarre uh speaking of which i suppose live and let live or die and let die in die whichever way he prefers yeah. yeah so this was interesting and uh you know having not seen like far future episodes or really any of the spinoffs i do know a little bit about one spinoff so this made me a little curious i i had to like rip out my headphones and do all this stuff because i couldn't understand what the hell he was saying but he was like watch out for the mangroves and he said the roots will something like the roots will gouge the bottom of the boat. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And he said they swim. And I was like, oh, interesting. Oh. 
Yeah. So I thought, well, this oh. is kind of interesting because he's, you know, our prophet, our prophetic Jim. Yeah. yeah. And um, I know that in, was it Fear the Walking Dead? Maybe they, it's like maybe in the first or second episode, they, tr- they do try to like get a boat. Um, I don't know if at any time there are swimmers that show up in the Walking Dead series, but I just thought that was very interesting. No, wait. I thought okay, I, I I actually didn't take a note on that, but I do vaguely remember what you're talking about. But I thought the line I thought he said that uh, I thought the line that he had about swimming was he said like Amy is swimming. Oh, I thought he said they swim, like as in the walkers swim. I think that's not well because I, I assumed he was having some sort of like after life vision. He was definitely having a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was talking about, for some reason, I thought I was talking about Amy and I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and watch it. And yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it. I was right about Lori Holden being in um, Silent Hill. So That's stay true. tuned so to far, find out if I was right again. So far, you're hundred percent correct about everything. So <laughs> I'm probably wrong. No, we're going to find out. We'll go back. We'll find captions. I couldn't, I didn't have a video yeah. with captions. Otherwise I would have rewound it. And oh, I would have. Cause yeah, I have some hard time hearing people in some of these scenes. There's, there's which, a lot of mumbling. Yeah drives you crazy because you and i remember from having seen it thank god certain avenues there were no commercials you know like if you were watching on demand wink wink and but if you watched it where there was commercials you'd have to turn the volume all the way up and the commercial blasts you like across the room oh i hate when they mumble on tv shows anyway so that was my only note about jim i just thought that was kind of interesting um and i guess in a way it was you know it was interesting you know what okay so what would your what would you do you got bit by a walker you're like pretty well at the end would you be like nah pop a cap in it i'm done or would you be like oh let's see what happens <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting question i man i honestly don't know yeah i mean i'd like to say i'd like to say i'd be you know brave enough to just say like yeah just shoot me right now but at the same time i think you know the human species is very determined to to go on no matter what, and is very optimistic, even even at the very end about our uh, our chances of surviving. So I don't know. Super weird, right? Yeah, it's it is very interesting. I I don't know what decision I would make either. And I but I suppose if you were, I think it for it would probably be a little determinant on you know am I posing a danger, immediate danger to anyone? Right. You know, okay, but. Right, you're gonna dump me in the woods and go drive like you know sixty miles south. Probably no big deal, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go get those other people at the other campsite. I mean, I think, right. I think, yeah, I think, I think I would ultimately like, I, I would probably just ask someone else to do it. But I think, I think the real, I mean, because that's like the whole thing about zombies and the zombie genre, and the thing that I think, or one of the things that makes it kind of terrifying is the question of, okay, yeah, if you do get bitten. And you do get turned into a zombie. Like, do you retain any of your consciousness? Are you just a walking automaton? You know what what actually happens afterwards? And I think that I think that that's a pretty terrifying question, honestly. It really is. And it's funny you mentioned that. I completely forgot because in the scene when Amy dies, right, and she like re- starts to reanimate, and she just kind of like caresses uh andrea's cheek a little bit and it's like it you just don't know like is she grabbing for her but it looks kind of gentle like 
like she knows like oh i'm touching her face and then of course you know she starts to grab her hair and it's like oh well maybe not <laughs> you know but it was it was kind of interesting because for a moment it's just like what like what was happening was she was she trying to grab her and she just didn't have the motor you know things weren't right. synapses weren't happening at that time or yeah it was it's interesting you know yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I, I want to say there was a book, and I absolutely cannot remember what the the title was. It's, it's something I read a long time ago, but the one thing I kind of retained from it was it was a book about, like, as a living, you know, dead, like a zombie scenario. But the kind of twist was when you get turned into a zombie, your body is basically controlled by your, I guess, subconscious or whatever, your reptile brain, and you get turned into this mindless feeding machine and you have mm -hmm. no control over your body but there is like some part of your consciousness is actually retained mm. and you can actually you still see what you're doing you just have no control over yourself so basically <gasps> yeah you're still conscious but you're watching yourself tear people apart and eat them which i think is absolutely terrifying so that is absolutely terrifying oh god and now it makes me think like when zombies like are like feeding on you and they're like Arr. maybe it's because internally they're screaming like why yeah. am i doing oh no oh god yeah oh that's good i like that that's terrifying yeah thanks I, I wish yeah i wish i could remember <laughs> what book that was because that was I, I think it was maybe a book that wasn't necessarily great but that particular element was just stuck with me so oh isn't terrifying. that sad when someone has yeah. like an amazing idea and they just doesn't I, I have one other note about jim before we move on which is i really like the fact that jim seems to understand rick very well because yeah. you know rick is trying to talk him you know trying to talk him into going with us or, or with the group and jim when he he finally seems to like be convincing rick and he says it's my decision, not your failure, mm. which is funny because, man, that is very insightful about character, because what seems to be like one of his real like directives as a character is he is actually terrified of letting people down and failing people. And mm. that's sometimes he does things that are not necessarily, quote unquote, right but he does things because he's trying to save everyone. So I thought that was yeah. very, very interesting that Jim had the insight to kind of frame it that way to convince Rick to leave him. Yeah. Very. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very like very profound. It was. Oh man. You know, they, I feel like it's like just when people get good, it's like, Oh, thanks. Great. Now you just killed Jim. Just when I was yeah. getting to like the guy. <laughs> I think I think this is yeah, this is the first time I actually remember watching this originally, and I still feel this way. This is really the first character that dies that I really care about. Yes. Like I I you know, as much, you know, Amy, sorry, I can't god, I uh Emma Bell, your performance was great, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I just didn't get enough of that character to really care about her. Mm -hmm. Whereas we've gotten little little bits and pieces of Jim just enough that I I think he's like he's intriguing. And I want to see where that character goes. And I'm just very sad when he gets killed. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. He definitely is the one that really was more, definitely the most impactful. And so, man, that was kind of shitty. Just took a really long time for this poor guy. He was going through it. Not a fun time. And now, how long did that take? So it was a few days before he turned, right? Uh, no, I think that was the next day, wasn't it? Maybe it was the next. Okay, okay. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't quite get a gauge on how long it had taken. 
I, I read it. Yeah, sense, I, yeah, I read it as the attack happened that night, and my guess is they, you know, probably didn't sleep a whole lot. But then early in the morning, they burned the bodies and buried the bodies, and then that afternoon they took off. So mm, yeah, it okay, was basically so, yeah. less than less than twenty four hours. It was interesting, you know, when they kind of panned away, like he was looking up, and then they see them drive off, and he was like his head was down. And I thought, oh shit, like did he just die? Or is he just looking down? Yeah, so it's interesting how long it takes because I know gradually that you know things kind of change a little bit. How long yeah. it takes all that stuff? I have a feeling. <laughs> well, a feeling yeah, it's interesting that yeah the the timeline is maybe it takes a day to if you get bit to die, mm -hmm. but then I guess if you get killed, it takes you I don't know maybe four six hours eight hours come back because amy came back early in the morning it's a good point yeah it's a very so good point you don't you don't come back immediately it's not like the uh you know in dawn of the dead where flyboy goes into the the, the elevator oh, and, and bleeds out and then you know two minutes later or actually not even two minutes the the time it takes for the elevator to go downstairs he he comes out i guess and he's immediately uh, zombified yeah that's a good point though right yeah because it was like almost an extra like maybe 12 hours and uh, probably not that long but extra eight hours or so so yeah. yeah if that well is there anyone else you want to talk about other than our mysterious newcomer yeah other than our our new fella i think that's it i know daryl was there did we talk about daryl he not was there well yeah he was you know he was watching carol uh dispatch her, her former husband. That's right. You know, it was, I think there was just the one scene because I see your note, the one scene when he's like, he, Daryl oh, yeah. is like, let's just kill Jim. And he's like, we don't kill the living. And he's like, says the guy who's holding a gun to my this, head. This is the, I think the third episode in a row where Rick has put that giant revolver up to Daryl's head. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, I think this episode is just Daryl basically being Daryl. Like he he's not a very sentimental person and he's just yes. kinda he is, you know, he's trying to move along. I guess it's understandable. Yeah. And although and I will say, you know, they they give you a little bit bit of a peek when they are leaving the camp and you see the motorcycle in the back of the truck. And I think that's probably the first time we've seen the illustrious motorcycle. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. Yeah, because for for some reason I because I you know obviously like yeah his his motorcycle if you know anything about the Walking Dead you know you know Daryl drives the, the the motorcycle I did not realize that we didn't actually see him driving it in the, these earlier episodes so yeah I should actually yeah. say that was an episode first the first appearance oh, that is true practically a yeah. character in itself I guess so <laughs> I guess so yeah it definitely becomes a, an important character later on so yeah yeah I also love how <laughs> the other thing I noticed was. Dale Dale has his name like I guess monogrammed on the side of the uh yeah. the RV or <laughs> Oh like, my god. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. It was, but then I felt kind of sad cuz it was like a little bit scratchy and he was yeah. like my wife and I was like, "Oh, that was probably her name because it was the passenger oh, yeah. side." Oh. oh. Right, but that was super cute cuz you know those like cute little old people that do that. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, retirees. So yeah. totally. Oh, I totally noticed that too. Oh, Dale. Yeah. Oh, Dale. And Mrs. Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we never... Whoever. Yeah. Whatever your name was. So yeah. yeah. We do. We want to. Do we want to touch on Noah Emmerich as Edwin Jenner? We should. And again, one little quick side note is 
if I, of all the places in my thoughts of like the zombie apocalypse and where I would go and stuff, I have never considered the CDC to be the place to go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, well, no, I, I think I think Rick's like, I don't know if it was the right choice, but I think mm. Rick's reasoning is sound, right? I think it is sound. I think because... it is sound. And considering where they are, like for me, yeah. you know, like I'm going to go from Florida to the CDC, not a great call. For them, you know, potentially already being in Atlanta proper, you know, well, okay, you're right there. But again, oof, Atlanta, you got to go back <laughs> to the beast. Um, yeah. Good, good thinking, I, I will say, but never a place that would have, I don't think that would have popped up in my head, even if I was there. Because I think, because yeah. honestly, even when I did live there, I never thought to go to the CDC. My thought was to go to the Oak Ridge nuclear facility in Tennessee. Uh, interesting. Because <laughs> I think they have a moat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. I thought you were going to say because they would be like well defended, but yeah, if they have a well, moat. Well, that too. Okay. Yeah. I think they're like high in the hills or that place in the hills that where all the moose are or the oh. elk rather it's deep 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 in the woods well i don't know i think all those elk would uh attract the zombies because apparently zombies or the walkers in the show love uh they love they love animals so true but i've seen some great elk attacking people videos oh that's so. true yeah that's true. <laughs> it might be they can fuck you up yeah it might be entertaining for a little while at least yeah well noah emmerich as Edwin Jenner. I mean, yeah, I actually like you mentioned kind of the way they cut in and they kind of go from from them driving to this kind of little little side little side story about mm -hmm. Jenner and obviously like we know that he's some sort of researcher. We obviously know that he's in the CDC and we know that he is it looks like he's alone but he is continuing his research or he's attempting. Very interesting. It makes you wonder did everybody leave and he just stayed? I mean, it sort of sort of seems that way. Or if anybody stayed with him, they didn't last too long. But yeah, it sort of seems like he just stayed behind. And he's feverishly working. Bless Bit his of a heart. Bit fingers, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Oops. Oops is right. Yeah, I do. I do wonder. I, I don't think that they would have been dead because I think they would have been pretty safe. Because I, I think, think, again, so, right? like, like they have all those like basically like storm shutters or whatever mm. and mm. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure like these facilities to to rick's point especially after you know like 9 11 when they probably installed a lot of like anti-terrorism <sighs> or you know defense systems where yeah basically you can you can shut down or you can kind of shut yourself off and be kind of self-sufficient so i think i think the I think the logic there is sound M mm -hmm. my guess is my guess is when shit went down pretty much everyone else just abandoned their post, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It would make sense. And then of course, Oh God, all like all the bodies that were strewn around. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and obvi obviously some shit went down. So maybe they were, I don't know, maybe, maybe eventually they tried to evacuate them or something and he stayed. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? It was interesting too. Cause so he has that brain sample, right. And he later referred to it as like, this is the freshest one we had. Everything else is just, I guess essentially just dead uh, tissue that he can't really get any reads off of. Kind of wonder, like, how did they obtain that tissue? <laughs> like, oh yeah, what, what happened there? Because, because oh. the way, yeah, the way that he was talking about it, it seemed like he was saying it was taking it was taken from a subject that had been infected but not reanimated. Yeah, it was weird. 
it was really yeah. weird. And I kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess for the impact, it was good to show the slide, but ugh, sometimes that stuff can be a little cringy. Yeah. Icky. Uh, yeah. A little bit. Um, but yeah, it was very, it was very interesting. And, oh God, though, why, why did that? I mean, I know whatever TV, it had to happen, but why, why do they always have that kind of stuff happen? knocking over the thing and that thing like went right through his gloves honestly i was kind of anticipating you know it was so long ago i was anticipating him taking off the glove and being like ah oh, my finger yeah well i thought it was also kind of interesting at the end when rick is coming up and you know assuming that someone's in there and yelling at him i thought mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting that, that jenner's first notion is, is not to like open the door for him the, the yeah. first his first thing he does is basically he says he's like what's bringing himself he's like no, no, go away, go away. Please go away. That's yeah. what I do when people come to my door. I mean, same. <laughs> I just sit there and whisper, I, I please, please and go, like, go away. Same. Yeah, completely. But I did, yeah, I did think it was interesting, like, because he, he didn't seem, I don't know, he, it wasn't like he was seeing them and was like, ooh, I don't want to let those guys in. They look dangerous. He, his weird. response to me seemed like, I I know I should open the door and help you, but I don't want to. It'll be way easier for me if, you know, if you just leave. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, yeah. I don't, please don't make me make this decision. Like, yeah. just go of your own accord. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe rough. he just didn't, he just didn't want to share his wine. No, that is a very good point. They would have been up on that for sure. True. For sure. You know, also, it just kind of got me thinking, um, do we even know what the substance was that he was um, messing with that made the... Was that what he'd put in the the vial to begin with to kind of make the... It was some sort of like hydrochloric acid. I don't know what it was. I something so. to dissolve the tissue. Yeah. I I, so. In retrospect, I guess I was thinking like maybe it was something that we wouldn't have anticipated would have that kind of reaction, but it did because it was like zombie brain, but... Uh. No, yeah. I, I think the thing... I think what he put in there, I think he was... Uh, if I remember correctly, he was like liquefying the sample or something. So okay, that, yeah. yeah, I was I think. thinking that it might have been the same the same liquid. So go figure, it probably was. That would make sense. Yeah, but uh, anyways, I mean, very kind of short little side moment, but I do love Noah Emmerich so much, and uh, I'm definitely definitely looking forward to kind of finding out more about this guy. Yeah, I agree. And I will say, uh, for those people who are into all those crazy spinoffs and stuff, uh, in the Walking Dead Beyond World, there is a final scene. I believe it's a post-credit scene, because they're doing that now, apparently, in TV. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, which actually features uh, Mr. Emmerich. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh- Okay, well, I'll send you a link. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get to the world beyond in about five years, so yeah. we'll talk about it then. <laughs> we just said, uh, yeah, God, we'll see how long we can stick with this show after season one. <laughs> right. Anyways, well, if we want to move on to our next section, we just discuss the living in detail. I don't actually know how much we'll have for this section, but if we wanted to touch on the dead, and I don't, I don't know, do you have any notes on any of the dead or any of the walkers in this episode? Gosh. I- don't remember really any standout walkers that i can i don't think there are any actually yeah so yeah (laughs) other than yeah obviously there's been some sort of like massacre at the cdc and you see that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bodies 
kind of an, an interesting little, you know, you kind of wonder exactly what happened there, but I don't right. think you actually see any walkers. So you're right. You're right. Yeah. Cause they were, Oh no, I think like a, one or maybe a couple just showed up at the very end. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because yeah, yeah that's why they start yelling because yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 But right. It was like up to at that point. Right. Cause I remember they were kind of like tiptoeing around and I thought, Oh Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it made me think of the movie. Oh God. I forget which one we had just watched. And it's like when it rains, they get activated. Oh, like the sea monkeys of zombies. So I thought, Oh my God, they're going to start walking around and wake one up. Army of the dead. Army of the dead. That's it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God, and they're like, Oh, right. it rains. And when it rains, they come alive. And oh, it's like, so Oh, brother. Stupid. Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyways, terrible but yeah that's what i was worried they were gonna like all start waking up like they were just napping because they just went into like zombie hibernation yeah so so yeah i guess we do have a couple of walkers at the end but uh i don't i don't think i have any notes about the dead at all for this you're right because really i mean you know other than you know amy briefly you know turning there i don't really think there was they you know they kind of just it was all them packing up and going through the motions and stuff i think yeah yeah, mm. that's all about Jim. Jim is becoming a member of the dead, but not yet. Yeah, poor Jim. Well, I, I guess we can move on then. A couple other notes. Body count for this episode. No one actually really dies on screen. However, I'm I'm going to say this, this episode has a body count of one just because I'm sorry, Jim, but I don't think you're going to. I think I think I think after they drive off, Jim has maybe a, an hour left in him. So. Jim. I'm gonna I'm gonna count it as a one personally. Yeah, I I will go along with that. I think you're right. It would have been kind of and <laughs> it's so terrible. I'm terrible. But like, you know, he could have maybe donated his brain to science and like they could have taken him to that the is CDC. True. If right? they had actually gotten him to Jenner, oh man, that's actually interesting. Yeah. Right? Like we got yeah. fresh, fresh brains. <laughs> Freshly turned. Oh yeah. I, I I actually did remember one other note that I had. Because I think the other last episode we were talking about some of the like little things that are kind of mentioned and carried episode to episode, like in the last episode with that necklace that he that she's giving mm. Amy for her birthday. But in this episode, I do appreciate the fact that like two or three episodes ago, Dale mentioned that he needs the the radiator hose from the truck, and the truck gets stolen. And then in this episode, we see that uh, yeah, he actually really did need that that radiator hose because oh right guys yeah. And he and even, was- he even admonishes Rick. He's even like, I told you I needed that hose. Uh-huh. So. And did he say something? Cause he was all out of duct tape, right? Yeah. He was like, oh. I need God. What did he say? I need something in duct tape and I'm all out of duct tape. So <laughs> yeah. It's all out of bubble gum. Yeah. I was gonna say, gum. I'm here to chew bubble gum and duct tape the radiator hose. I'm all out of bub- <laughs> duct tape. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think we can move on and do we want to do, I think we actually forgot last episode, but we can bring it back if we want to. Do we want to bring back the save and sacrifice? Oh my God. Yes. I completely forgot. Which, yeah. I I mean, I, I, we could actually, we could actually do the one last episode. I, I I think, I mean, a hundred percent, I would, I would, I would kill Shane or, or yeah, I would sacrifice Shane. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't even know who I'd save. I just sacrifice Shane for tying Jim to that tree. But yeah, I would definitely, definitely let that that one go. For this episode, though, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Do you have any strong thoughts on oh, man. Who, who you want to save and who you want to, you want to chuck over to the, the horde? 
a really good question. You know, I think the only one that I'm really still irritated with, honestly, is Shane. Um, I could potentially <laughs> yeah. be like, Coral, you cry too much. Get the hell out of here. Um, but, you know, I'll let it pass. He's, I'll let it pass for now. He's a kid. Yeah. You know, he's the only one I think that really just kind of, well, and of course, especially in this episode, you know, <laughs> it, it, I think it would have been great. Like, he can sh point the gun at, rick and then maybe that would be a great time for daryl to roll up with his little crossbow yeah oh well, just take him out oops sorry thought you were a walker <laughs> sorry Shane. yeah yeah i i agree it's, it's shane again now one thing that we actually didn't mention and i'll kind of kind of roll back to this because i think this is uh well obviously yeah he was probably going to shoot rick so that's 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 a good reason to kill him that's a good reason to, to sacrifice him to begin with mm -hmm. but I wonder if the the whole scene where like obviously they have a lot of arguments and maybe it was just because he felt guilty after almost killing Rick but there there's the scene where he kind of he, everyone's kind of gathered around and then he says uh well I don't know if I agree with him but I think Rick knows what he's talking about so we should do we should go with his plan. Mm. I don't know if I don't know if that's guilt or I don't know if Shane has some. I always assume that Shane has ulterior motives right now, it's and I kind of wonder. I wonder if he's trying to hatch some sort of plan. I don't know. Ooh. Either I way, agree. I don't, don't trust that guy for a minute, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, don't trust him. Sacrifice him. Throw him to the horde. He should have died in that attack. I don't care. Anyways, let's <laughs> talk about if is there anyone in particular we want to save? If uh, you know, if if we could, if we could save anyone from this episode. I don't I know what mine is. Do you boy? Yeah. I am gonna I'm probably ooh, I'm waffling, I think, a little bit between Carol and Glenn. Yeah. Um Glenn, it was just he was just sweet and it was nice. But then I also a little bit of Carol because I'm I'm proud of her and she's having that kind of transitional moment. Ooh. I think I'm gonna go with Glenn. I know yeah. I already gave it to him once before, but I'm gonna stick with Glenn. He's just so good. It's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good call. I, I was actually thinking either of them, but I am actually mm. going to have to go with a third option. I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to save Morales because we have no Ooh. idea because we don't we, we're probably never going to see him again. So I'm just going to say, Morales, good luck. I hope you I wish you the best. I hope you oh. don't get eaten by walkers like five minutes after you drive away. Yeah. Yeah, so, good luck getting gas. Seemed, yeah, it's, good luck getting to Birmingham. He seemed like a nice guy. Totally, his, totally. His family, his family seemed nice, even though his wife only had like one line in the entire show. So, oh my God, right? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. I'm gonna change my vote. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, he. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot. That was that was disappointing. But I guess I guess in a way, at least they didn't like kill them off. So right. you know, there's always hope. Because even I don't even know, like, from having seen future episodes or whatever, but I don't know if they ever show up again. It's entirely possible they do show up somewhere. Um, so it's interesting. It, it would be cool if they did. Um, but, I, you know, at least they didn't kill them off. So now maybe maybe that's one of the spinoffs they can they can develop. Because I know that I know that even now that, you know, this, the main series is ending, but they're I think they have like two other spinoffs they have in in the works so maybe they're gonna be a third one and we actually just find out what happened to, <laughs> to morales and his family right just the whole show 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. Well, I think that's everything except for our final segment where we do some rantings and rankings and we kind of slap a rating on this one and give our give our final thoughts about Wildfire as an episode. I don't know. Do you want to go first? I, I feel like I say every episode is transitional, but uh, <laughs> just I guess it's just sort of the nature of episodes that are in the middle and they are going to transition from one to the next. It's just how it kind of works, unless it's a cartoon where every day starts over completely fresh. So it was good. I liked the development with Andrea. I liked the development with Carol. Daryl is, is, you know, they're finding him to be a little bit more reasonable, like they can deal with Daryl. Rick's going up, Shane's going down. It's the the good old, you know, black and white um, cookie situation. And I, I liked Dale was even good. You know, you saw him kind of, you know, show that he has like a personal connection with these people. It's not just like, oh, I'm traveling with this group. It's like, because really, I mean, really, it's he doesn't have anyone else. So it's really, you know, the would make sense that he's got a connection with those girls because of that. And just anyway, it's just just more stuff. Good development. I liked it. I would put this at maybe a eh, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Oh, what are we rating this on? Oh, that's a good question. We've what are we out of five? Um, let's let's I don't know. Uh, if you I don't know if you have any ideas. I was thinking maybe out of five compromised hazmat suits. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. I uh, yes, I will give it um three and a half compromised hazmat suits. Nice, perfect. Yeah, I actually I see I see what you're saying in terms of this being like a transitional episode because there are no like. Other than them, I guess, getting to the CDC at the end, there are no really pivotal plot points. But mm. I do kind of like that because, yeah, we get a lot of snippets of characters. We get a lot of character moments. Again, we get some, you know, some Andrea in there. We get some Dale. We get some Carol. We get we get a little bit of everyone. We get to see, <laughs> you know, Shane still being a dick. Oh, and Shane. So, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know, this is very strong. This is a very strong episode for the characters. Yeah. And as we've discussed before, I love all the actors in the show. So, any episode that kind of lets them kind of give some give some good performances is a good episode in my opinion. So I am also going to give this I'm going to give it three three full hazmat suits and one that is uh, dissolved by acid because <laughs> someone is a little too uh, actually I I think it was kind of interesting because it almost seemed like he's actually pushing himself and because he it's actually like he's sitting there he's like running some sort of test and he kind of like wakes up when the well, there's oh, you're right. an alarm. So I wonder that's actually like, it's not completely stupid because he's probably been pushing himself like 20 hours a day trying to find a cure for this thing. So you're absolutely yeah. right. And he did make that comment before that's like, he doesn't even know what time it is. And yeah. that definitely yeah. could fuck with you for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh man. So yeah. Three and a half. I think it's a great episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then again, pretty much anything would seem like a great episode after the last episode. So maybe <laughs> a I'm grading on a curve. Uh. One other thing, this is a, another another random note that I, I forgot, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but isn't when you hang a an American flag upside down, isn't that a, the distress signal? Isn't that like the official like flag code? That's actually a great, I think, ooh, that sounds, honestly, I don't know for sure, but that sounds right to me. I'll go with it. I will say you're right. Hey, um, great, I'm right. Because I thought it was interesting, the scene where jim is in the rv mm -hmm. there's an american flag like hung up at, on like the back the back window and i noticed it looks like it's upside down 
And I thought yes. that was kind of interesting. I was like, is this kind of a, uh, I don't know, is that symbolism, I guess? It is. I think it is. And I will tell you why. Because, I mean, obviously, we all know you're right. But uh, I quickly just Googled this. And traditionally, the American flag should never be hung upside down, except as a signal of dire distress and instances of extreme danger to life or property. And yeah. that is according to the U.S. flag code. There you go. So that's I wonder if that's intentional. I, I wonder, I, I could definitely see some, you know, clever set designer going in or set dresser going in and being like, yeah, let's, uh, let's turn this flag upside down. Very it's clever. So it yeah. is. I do appreciate when people have that attention to detail. Yeah. Un unlike Robert Kirkman. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of attention to detail, obviously Dr. Edwin Jenner is trying to give some attention to the details of TS-19. And appropriately enough, that is the name of the next episode. So dun, in one dun, week, dun, 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 dun. So join us in one week where I suspect we'll be finding out a lot more about this virus. Maybe Edwin Jenner will give us a bit of a narrative dump as to exactly what is going on and whether there is anything that the living can do to counter it. So join us for that episode. Also, I got I got well no actually I'll save it for next next episode cuz I got some I got I got a note about the title itself, but we'll talk Ooh. about that next week. Renee, any closing comments before we sign off for the night? I do not really have any closing comments other than I will suppose say and I guess I could save this for next week, but I can't, this, the season has just whipped right on by. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish there were more television shows that just did the six episode season. Boy, howdy. Because I know, I mean, remember back in the day when like every show was 24 episodes and there was a ton of filler. And now at least it's like 13 to 16 episodes. But I feel like some, I feel like there are still some shows that could, that could maybe benefit from like a, a six episode season that is written as, you know, a, a complete arc. Yeah, I completely agree. There are definitely some stuff. They could definitely do some trimming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out whether that pays off next episode because this is the final episode of the season. So looking forward to that. I think that's it from us. Have a great night. Thanks for joining us. And if you want to listen to us talk about entertainment endlessly, and this weekly podcast is not enough for you. Well, you're in luck because you can also check out our sister podcast, The Video Store Junkies. It's all about movies instead of TV. So you can go to videostorejunkies.com or you can just look for Video Store Junkies. That's Video Store, all one word, and junkies on your favorite podcast platform. And you can hear a bunch of episodes where Renee and I and a bunch of other bozos talk for about three hours. We dissect movies just like we dissect episodes of The Walking Dead. And if you like zombies, we're talking about George A. Romero's walk, uh, excuse me, George A. Romero's Living Dead series right now. In fact, when this episode airs, we probably will, would have uh, already wrapped it up. So we probably have all six episodes on there, one for each movie. So go check that out. We also have a bunch of other episodes. So enjoy that. And we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking about movies on that all year. We're in our, our second season. So there is plenty of content to enjoy. Yeah good people should listen to it we're very enjoyable. true we're, we're very we're very enjoyable we're very pleasant to listen to. and i which i guess you probably agree with because i think this episode is going to run about 
an hour and 20 minutes. So if you've listened this far, you must really enjoy our voice. You must think we're enjoyable. God bless yeah. you. Thank you yeah, so God much. God bless you. Well, God bless you and good night because we are out of here. Good night.